submitted for the approval of Millennial Society, we call this podcast, Pod You Afraid of the Dark. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Pod You Afraid of the Dark, a very special episode of Pod You Afraid of the Dark because we are all together. I'm in the room. I'm Lizzie. In the room where it happens. I'm Allie. I'm Leah. I just love that the title of your notes for this is you have to prove you're not a Zeb. I know. That's my favorite line. From the <laughs> it's not don't touch my stuff. Don't touch my stuff. And speaking of that, let's get into the episode that we're talking about today. So Leah, what episode are we covering today? We are watching the third episode, The Tale of the Lonely Ghost. Ooh. From Short King David. Oh, Short King. I love him so much. He's probably my favorite member of the Midnight. Just so pure, good natured. Yeah, I, I thought this was really interesting because it's like the most story of the Midnight Society we've gotten so far. There's tons yes. of group it dynamic. Came, it came out of nowhere. Frank picks on David. David yes. has a crush on Kristen. Yep. Are we all on the same page that yeah. David and Kristen has friend zone? David, are we there for sure? I think I think that she's not ready to come out and say it entirely, but yes. I think that that is a fair statement. So he gives her a gift. She's like, oh, thanks. <laughs> we'll talk about it at the end. She's she's kind of leading David on. A little bit. Yeah, let's, I think, Let's just, you know, like, normalize. What do you do if a little kid gives you a locket with no pictures in it? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so do we want to do a quick synopsis? Which one of us wants to dive in to see how quick I did a terrible job last time, so I'm going to go I'll take it. Else. Okay, take it away. So... Amanda's parents are scientists or some crap like that. So she, the way, the way he tells that question. Yeah. No, the story opens with uh, the Midnight Society. David is really excited to give a gift to the other member, Kristen. Mm-hmm. Um, and she takes it maybe awkwardly. It's up for debate. And they go ahead and head over to where the rest of the Midnight Society is gathered. And another member is trying to catch food in his mouth and someone pours water down Eric. his throat. And yeah. you could have, I could have, ch- I could have choked. I yeah. love that because Eric is such a Zeb. He's such a Zeb. That's he's the word. He's a Zeb getting into the episode. But uh, I just love the reaction. I could, I don't know what it brought to the episode. I was trying to set up some dynamic of Eric and Frank. Maybe? I guess like Frank and Eric kind of have a frenemy sort of vibe. Very yeah. much so. I mean, he tried yeah. to kill him. That um, stays. But then when they there. leave, you know, he like kind of puts him in a little bit of a headlock and they like go out yeah. together and Eric doesn't really like fight him. So it seems like. Well, Eric good. is like, I'm going to challenge you to a fight. And I wrote down in my notes, Frank would literally kill Eric. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I don't know. Eric could come at him like a spider monkey. We don't know. We don't know what Eric has. Obviously. True. 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 <laughs> so anyway, they're they're kind of having a little disagreement, um, and then David sits down and he starts to tell the story, the tale of the lonely ghost, and the story opens with Amanda, who is going to have to spend her summer with her aunt and her cousin, who she seemingly doesn't know all that well. So her aunt pulls up with her ice ostensibly from the airport in her wood paneled station wagon, which was such a vibe, such a vibe. And, you know, calls her cousin Bethy down to come help. And, and Bethy just glares at them or sneers at them from the window. So real good vibes from Bethy. And Amanda's kind of, kind of dorky. She's wearing like a button down shirt tucked into very floppy khakis. So a lot of pleats. Very very heavy suitcase full of books. 
So that's Amanda's vibe. And she goes up to Bethy's room. Bethy is very unwelcoming. Um, Lizzie has a nice term for what she thinks Bethy is, and I'll let her share it later. Oh, man. <laughs> We're going to have to have an E on this episode if we say yes. that word. Absolutely. Um, so Bethy is not very welcoming to Amanda, and she basically sets these ground rules that if Amanda is going to hang with her and her friends, Amanda has to prove herself. And how she's going to prove herself is by spending a night in the scary vacant house next door. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, there's you know, some allusions to her nanny, this older lady that's very morose and nervous at the same time. And Bethy is tired of nanny being around. She is too old for a nanny. She wants her gone. And so I mean, she acts like a baby. So I'm like, <laughs> Beth, you, you need a nanny. She, she says, nanny. she's always like watching me. Yeah. I think she's what she's been hired like, to do. Like, Molly do? Get out of here. Yeah. Molly Griswold cheap version of Beth. <laughs> So Beth, or Bethy essentially bullies everyone around her. She's not super polite to even her mother. She's incredibly rude to her nanny. And she's mean to Amanda. And her friends. And her friends. And her friends, which you find out at the end. So you kind of fast forward and they're standing in the dark. Amanda and Bethy and all of these friends of Bethy's are standing in the dark outside of this vacant home. And they're telling Amanda she has to spend the night there to prove herself. So she they know she's not a Zeb. Yep. We, we're going to unpack what we think a Zeb is. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Amanda goes in the house and she she's, goes up to this one room. I don't know why she's drawn to this room. Storytelling. And in there she looks in the mirror and she sees a creepy child ghost with the just so cocked head. And she screams yep. and runs out. So she she was too much of a Zeb to stay overnight. <laughs> um, but Bethy, I guess, doesn't really know about it. But the next day, her mother is angry at them for all of the destruction they caused in the house. And they're both confused. And so they're given pails of soap and water and, and sponges. And they head over there. And in backwards lettering is help me all over the wallpaper in that room. And they're very confused by it. But then the mirror changes and, and Bethy sees... A huge collection of dolls. It's even bigger than mine. Bigger than mine. So transfixed, she uh, passes through the glass and the ghost comes out in her place. And Amanda's screaming and she can't get out the door. It's locked. The ghost has locked it. And she's screaming. She looks up and the ghost is trying to hand her a locket. When she opens the locket, she sees a picture of Nanny. And so through... Some pantomiming, she realizes the ghost is asking for a nanny, so she runs out to go get nanny, but she stops nanny right before she gets in a taxi to leave because she's not wanted anymore. Thankfully, she stops her just in time. Just in right? time. What luck. So she brings nanny back to the ghost, and they reconcile mother and lost daughter mm-hmm. and walk through the mirror together. They walk through the closet mirror and then through another closet that has a mirror on it. Yes. So how far does this closet mirror situation go? It's like the upside down. Exactly. Season five, Stranger Things. It's going to close the loop on this. And somehow this dimension regurgitates Bethy into (laughs) the closet. That's a great name for it because she is literally vomit. She's human vomit. She is human vomit. And Bethy is locked in the closet and crying. And Amanda gets her to agree to be nice to her and her friends. And then they end up having a great summer. It's that easy. The end of the story. So then they... They extinguish the campfire and Eric puts, no, Frank puts Eric in a headlock. Mm-hmm. Trying to kill conge- him again. In a congenial way, as far as we can tell. And, and they kind of walk away, leaving 
David and Kristen and Kristen opens the gift and it is a locket just like in the story and she's very grateful she says she's gonna wear it I think of him forever oh and like I said fantastic thank you Leah (laughs) that was a great synopsis that made so much sense compared to mine last week (laughs) okay so let's talk about our characters Amanda and Beth what do we think of let's start with Amanda what are our thoughts on Amanda and then we'll move over to Beth I think that we'll have a more unanimous take on Beth so let's start with Amanda okay so Amanda we all knew her at some point in our yes. childhood. The butt length hair. Big horse girl energy. I said that. <laughs> oh my God, hair. did say that. In my notes, butt length hair probably liked horses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We are the same That's people. That's so funny. Like, you know, I was a horse girl as well, so I can't really talk, but I never wore pleats. Could you have butt length your hair? your hair down to your butt? No, no. I did. I knew a girl that could sit on her hair. <laughs> I, I could until fourth grade. And did then, you really? Yeah. Yeah. But well, so you did grow up in a little bit of a fundamentalist <laughs> Pentecostal. Like they didn't believe in cutting your hair. My grandma cut her hair in the eighties. That was a big deal. But my great grandma never cut her hair in her whole life. It was oh, down to her foot. Wow. How did she wash it? She would like take it out. She, she for a long time like went to the hairdresser once a week. I bet her hairdresser. But then she her. always wore it in this very like. She would be like slaying it today with style. She would like center part it slick back button Ooh, very tight bun but like the bottom of her hair was like one strand that made it that far but yes i had butt length hair (laughs) never really got a haircut besides banana bangs until fourth grade banana Banana bangs bangs. like banana bangs butt length hair and i remember i got my hair cut to my chin from my butt to my chin and it was the first day when i came back to school in fourth grade that somebody asked me to be their girlfriend well then there you go do you have pictures of this that we could put butt hair yeah butt hair i i I wish you called it something different yeah i'll try to whenever we get this i'll try to put it in insta stories a picture of my butt hair not my butt hair please don't call it hair down to my butt please don't call it butt hair i really wish you called it would immediately get flagged on but i never (laughs) but i never ever really was a fan of horses um yeah so amanda what i will say is the actress whose name Somebody probably. Uh, Laura Bertram. Laura Bertram. I think, hands down, number one, this is the best episode we've watched so far. Agreed. The best acting. And she is the best fake screamer out of anyone we've seen so far. Yes. So good job, Laura. A plus. Laura Bertram comes back to Are You Afraid of the Dark in 2019. She should. So Mm -hmm. she's in it again. But she has also had a long and storied career in Hallmark movies. And she was in the series When Calls the Heart, which I know Allie hasn't watched. Have you watched it? No. So When Calls the Heart is like the Canadian version of Little House on the Prairie. Yeah. But it was very campy, very good. The hair uh, got her the role for sure. <laughs> now what? It was very prairie hair for sure. So she was on that with um, Lori Laughlin, and then they had to write Lori Laughlin. Aunt out Becky. When, yeah, Aunt Becky when she went to jail for cheating mm-hmm. her children into Stanford. Oh my god. But it was it's. See, she's so it's pretty very good. now. She is really pretty. She so is very I've pretty. seen her in Are You Afraid of the Dark? I know who she plays now in the 2019 version, okay. which is fire. I mean, when, once we're done with all these episodes, like we're definitely going to rewatch. Okay. This will be a first watch for us. Yes, yeah. It's so good. Yes. Okay. So Beth, what are our thoughts on Beth? Well, are you going to say what you think Beth is or, are we, or do we have to bleep it out? Um, I mean, we've said the <laughs> F words before, but let's just go ahead and say that um, she's a see you next Tuesday. Yeah, a real big one. Like a really, really big just one. a real bitch. Yes, I mean, there's really no other way to put it, but she is 
horrible in every conceivable way. And I, yeah. from the way that she dresses, her style, but her most hair. importantly, her hair. And then just to bring it all home, her personality is just 10 shades of ugly. And um, we also have, <laughs> uh, for the first time, I think, a parent sighting. Yes. yes. Their parents yes. got An it. active parent. Uh, yeah. So the mom. Let's talk about the mom a little bit. Because I... Well, there's no dad. I wrote parent sighting, absent father still. Okay. So she's a... She's a did she say realtor? Yeah, she's yes. a real estate agent. Okay. I don't think she, realtors existed No, then. but did, I think she said realtor. No, she said real she, estate She's agent. the kind of person that would call herself a realtor. She, she is. Realtor, with, yeah. with her, uh-huh. yes. her candy-striped um, power, yeah, power suit. Yeah, so she's trying to sell the house next door. This is like a plot point. Mm-hmm. Like, she is the realtor for the house next door that's been abandoned since, and we'll get into it, some war. We're trying to determine what war this <laughs> yeah. dad was in. Uh, but she's probably the worst real estate agent I've ever seen because the for sale sign cannot stand up, number one. And there's no number two, there's phone no number. phone number on yeah. it. The fact and she's like, like, I haven't had any showings. And it's like, because you, you don't no have the contact information And on then there. the way she puts the sign back into and the grass, right there's like down. no effort. She literally immediately falls. Yes. It's funny when she first notices it's down, the way she gasps and <laughs> all the light is shining on her face. It's so dramatic. Aaron says yeah. that I like gasp like that at like really small things, like when something reason. <gasps> I do that in the car, and Brent really hates it. Yeah. <laughs> so she's she's trying to be a parent though, which I like. So the lore of this house, it's the idea that there was a mother and a daughter living in the house, and the father was away at a war. So let's think about this. This movie, <laughs> what the, war? Well, so nineteen ninety two ish, let's say modern day times for when it was filmed. This little girl had to have been nine. What do you think? Nine, okay, nine so maybe. To, she looks younger than that. Yeah, maybe. Okay, so seven. 19, 1983. So okay, 1985. If we say seven. The cold boy. <laughs> he, got, he got injured in the well, bay. They didn't say how long the house is vacant. So we were like. It's not dusty. No. World, well, they're probably keeping it clean if they're trying to show it. I doubt. But the fact that Nanny is still alive is telling of the fact that this couldn't have just been. But how old is she compared to how she would be at like young mother? Okay, here's here's the thing. That's fair. Maybe so it was like Nam, maybe. Maybe not. That's what you're talking about. Yeah. So do you guys remember hearing? I heard called it Nam, like you're very acquainted (laughs) with this word. Did you guys know, like, so Nanny's age to me is very elusive. Because the Golden Girls, did you know that they were supposed to be in their, like, 60s? Oh, my that, gosh. They're, like, like, like Blanche right? and Rose. Yeah, they yes. were supposed to be, like, in their 60s in the show. So, they like, looked so old Nanny to me. could be 60. So then if Nanny's 60, then that it was, like, 30 years. The 50s? It had to be 30 years prior. Yeah, maybe she was a young mom. So she either went to go take care of her husband mom. in Vietnam or Korea. Yeah. It's, like, the only Yeah, it's, like, Vietnam or Korea. like v- Or the Cold War. World War Two. We just couldn't get along. I thought at first yeah. World War Two. Well, the way the, their hair looks at the end. Yeah, the forties thing. That's very true. That could be. I mean, and the shoes she's wearing. I think she's wearing like saddle shoes. Weren't but those that would big put in, like, Nanny at like eighty. So if she's maybe 60, she's a good TV eighty. I wish people could see the math we're trying yeah, to do. We're trying really hard, but okay. So there's a there's a lot of plot holes. Yeah. Okay. So, so definitely so a plot hole. The mom goes away to, to care for her things. husband who was injured in the war, and we're not sure what. Is she at the VA hospital with Nanny's yeah, going to the war Did she go to Korea? Yeah, she's going, she's going in. Active duty. So she's going, <laughs> she's going in. And so she leaves the daughter. Yes. She, she leaves. Who she can't speak. A deaf mute yes. daughter. We're assuming deaf mute, she but sends uh, her, it's not clear. She sends her like yes. freaking little red riding hood to grandma's I don't house. think she's deaf because the ghost can hear them. 
facts. Okay. Yeah. Or, so maybe yeah. she just can't speak. She's just mute. But she doesn't tell the grand said grandmother that her daughter is coming. So she just like leaves at the drop of a hat in the total panic. Doesn't actually tell her mother, this Poor girl's grandmother, that this is coming. So she, as you said, she just sends her off like Little Red Riding Hood. The mom doesn't. <laughs> and Not then, the daughter. And she gets, meanwhile, on her way to grandmother's house, she gets she over encounters the river and through, through the, the woods. She encounters the big bed wolf. She enca- yeah, she encounters some bullies and she runs back home to find some, you know, some safe haven. And they end up locking her in her own bedroom where nobody actually knows that she's there because grandma never knew that she was coming and the mother had no idea that she was still there. So weeks go by and she ends up, I'm assuming just starving, starving dehydration. Death. Just That's that's an assumption because I have an alternate theory. Okay. Hold on. Let's hear, what is it? Let's hear it. I think the mirror took her. Ooh. So the house was haunted. According to Wikipedia, Previous she died of starvation, but it, again, plot holes. <laughs> It's not explained. It's an alternate dimension. Yeah. It's like a like there's a, yeah. yeah. David is no M. Night Shyamalan. He's not like. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's Shyamalan, but I. Shyamalan. a ding dong. I say Shyamalan because in the office it. he calls him Shyamalan. Um, but yeah, I mean, we just have to suspend the disbelief again <laughs> yes, and just like not absolutely. question. A, te- a teenage boy that's probably about 14 or 15 wrote yeah. this story. And if, yes. so, okay. So, and if this little girl can walk to grandma's house by herself, how can she not get out of the house and be like, I need some food. Maybe the bullies like wedged the door shut. Yeah, they said they locked There's a window. But it, it was, was like the, the second, second story. story. So I get, if I you get were going to starve to death, you wouldn't jump out of I mean, okay, maybe she died perish. and broke her neck and that's why she's haunting a house. <laughs> Alternate theories are welcome. Yes. I just think that David should have spent a little more time on a story and a little less time on trying the to get it. with Kristen. Okay. <laughs> fair point. It's a lost cause. that is a lost cause. Fair, fair point. So Amanda goes into the house, and this is when she sees the little ghost girl for the first time. She gives the best movie scream. Yes, best scream queen, right Jamie there. Jamie Lee Curtis level scream. Mm-hmm. Which I mean, I would be too realistically though. I this like trope of you have to have an initiation and go into a haunted house that was huge in the nineties. You mm-hmm. don't really see it that much anymore. But this idea of like you have to go you have to prove into yourself. this haunted house. Mm-hmm. Are we like let's say? into like our neighborhood group that was our initiation into our friend group about like, if you want to be friends with us you have to go into this like haunted house <laughs> i would have been and friends spend with the night there other people <laughs> yes i was gonna say what are you doing are you going into the house like are you gonna go in i would go in i'm not gonna i wouldn't spend there. the whole night there but if i did i would come more prepared than amanda did. yeah she's just like I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna raw dog this. I don't need a toothbrush. Mm-hmm. I don't need a pillow. I would at I least a, a pillow. Yeah, at least a pillow. I need this Fisher Price flashlight. That's all I need. <laughs> um, you guys know this about me. Uh, put it on my tombstone that I don't want the smoke. So <laughs> I would not do that. I would absolutely Elizabeth not do that. Haynes. She did not want the smoke. Cherished wife and mother. Yes. Did not want the smoke. Did not want the smoke. <laughs> I she I, didn't choose the smoke. The smoke chose her. Yes, I can't handle. Like I love scary stuff, but from the comfort of my couch, like I could never ever handle it. Like I, you do, did agree to go to Waverly. Hills I do want to go to Waverly Hills, and I will, but I will be with people around me. Like the idea of being utterly alone. You also got in, in the ocean. Like we all saw it. I would yes, go to Waverly, yeah. but not at a haunted house where people are going to grab me. I would like to just see Waverly as it is, like during yeah. the day. Yeah. No, I'd go at night. 
but I don't want like haunted I'm house. I'm not doing like eight hours at Waverly. So guys, if you don't know Waverly, Tuberculosis Hospital, Louisville. It was a sanatorium. One of the most haunted places in the United States. Mm-hmm. They say. We, we'll be the judge of that. We'll be the judge of that. <laughs> you know, ghost hunters for decades have been going yeah. there, but we're going to crack it. We, You know what we should do, though? If we really have a good experience, we should when, like, do plan an episode a visit. from there. Record an episode yes. at Waverly Hills. Okay, so, and then we've got Nanny. I mean, what do we think about Nanny? What is our... I mean, Nanny, to me, makes me sad inside. I feel very... She's so sad. Every yeah. time, it's just, like, super sad. But the first time, this is... And are you afraid of the dark go-to is like, you want to make somebody look frightening, make them have really wacky hair. Yes. <laughs> Her hair looks like trying to- She looks like a mad scientist. She looks like a mad scientist. Yeah. Maybe she's friends with Amanda's parents, the scientists that are looking at rocks mm. currently, but she- <laughs> Her hair is crazy. And I honestly, that kind of scared me when Nanny came up the stairs. The well, she was also so suspicious of like, she was like, get away. Don't let her touch you with her nasty hands. She's like a red, perfect red herring. And she <laughs> acts like very weird and suspicious. At this point, they've gone back into the house Amanda and Beth have to clean up the mess. And she- you know, the ghost comes out and like you said, Leah, she kind of like pantomimes to her and she discovers that it's Nanny. She goes back to get Nanny and as she's pulling, you know, she has shown Nanny the, the locket. locket. Like yeah. she knows at some point that there's something supernatural going on in this house. And I imagine that she had to have felt some kind of intense guilt and shame over the years of what happened to her daughter. So to me, like I'm seeing this locket and I don't really care what the circumstances are. Like I'm going in that fucking house yeah. to figure out what's going on. Like I am, my interest she, is she hesitates pretty peaked. hard. Yeah. And she's, Min she's, is like pulling she's her. dragging her by her fingernails. Yes. She's at like, that point. no, it's too I'm hot. Too I can't move. Move. You're like, why would this child who knows nothing about what's going on? Yes. Be like, you need to come see this. Yes. Like I can't, I can't. And it's like, just no, like I see this, that is a possible tie to my daughter. That's a necklace that only was on her person. I'm, Doing some digging. Yeah, Maybe. I'm going to go. Nanny so, so Nanny was played by Sheena Larkin. And Sheena Larkin comes back and plays several characters. Yes, right she's a regular. So we're going to see her come back several times. She does a great. She always kind of, she's a very specific archetype of, of old she's lady. Nanny. Old yeah. creepy lady. Old creepy lady. <laughs> she does but have she like does a vacant look in her eyes sometimes. But again, the acting in this was... Pretty oh, good. my baby. It was great. Pretty good. So the thing that's like a conundrum for me about Nanny. So she obviously, did she become Beth's nanny when Aunt Crazy Eyes listed the house? She Nanny can't leave because she can't afford to because her house won't sell because Aunt Crazy Eyes can't sell Does it. Does Aunt Crazy Eyes yep. know? I would imagine she'd have to. She but that also to. probably plays into the math that we're thinking of because you know nanny why would they hide maybe would they just maybe take nanny in before beth was born or did nanny seek out that job because it was by her house but then she yeah. doesn't want to go in the house she doesn't want to go into the house i just feel bad because she she made a mistake with her real estate agent <laughs> <laughs> she really did she really did this is what's causing it all um but yeah i just and I felt so horrible for Nanny whenever she heard Beth and the mom talking shit about her. <laughs> so 
I also did a deep dive on the suitcase because I had a hard time with this. So she pulls okay. this giant suitcase out of the, the best, not best suitcase. No, I mean, suitcase, suitcase. And she's like, what is in here? And she's like, books. And she's trying to drag this crazy Nerd. thing in. And I was like, did they not have like rolling suitcases back then? Turns out really not so. really. I didn't have one back then. I had one that looked a lot like that. The first rolling suitcase came out in 1979 and passed this time in the 90s. You could have wheels on your suitcase, but you typically pulled it with a strap, not like a telescoping. Mm-hmm. I remember the handle. strap. Yeah. We had like flower, uh, like, uh, what's that fabric called? Like Baroque, Baroque fabric? Brocade? Like brocade. Yes. yes. It was like the brocade. Thank you. I just named an art period. Baroque. <laughs> the Baroque period of luggage. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but now like I'm such a I'm such a luggage princess that if my luggage goes askew one time, I'm like burn it. I'm getting a new one because I don't have time for going I got to the I gotta airport. have the four wheels. Four wheels. It's gotta roll. You gotta be able to spin it. A spinner, yes. You gotta have a backpack that has the strap that goes over the handle. Yes. Absolutely. That's all the good stuff. <laughs> if we if we were traveling thirty years ago, it would not have been in quite so much comfort. So. Yes, I've agreed. Well, there's another there's another bag just in question. That is the aunt's briefcase, which I wrote down. <laughs> looks like This money. outfit that she's wearing in the scene <laughs> where the girls are going over to the house. She has a pink, large striped pink and white suit matching top and bottom, white pantyhose, white shoes, and then a briefcase that looks like she's carrying a million dollars somewhere. Yes. <laughs> and you also forgot she has a very fluffy white scrunchie in her hair. Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Oh, and a flower. She has a flower. Oh, yeah, she's a flower. She's a Luke. White tights is something that I think should stay dead. <laughs> Never <Agreed. gonna. laughs> I just think tights in general. Like, I agree. Unless you're a ballerina, dead. you don't need to be wearing them. Yes. <laughs> Beth's fashion. I'm kind of there for it. I'm kind of there for Beth's. The loud uh, pattern shirt. The shirt with the double scrunchie that's really yes. like up. Uh, but honestly, like. That was an aggressive scrunchie. I pretty much dress like Amanda. Right? Like currently. The pleated, the pleated I love a tuck. I love a tuck moment. I, I love too. an overall. Amanda wins the fashion award and the acting so. award. I do. Uh, I, I would agree. I don't know. That. Nanny's reunited moment with her that child was, chic, was that, like, pretty 40s. good. Yeah. Lots of good fashion, good acting. This episode firing on all cylinders i love it <laughs> it is good bam bam pow pow do you want to go ahead and head into our segments of like what we yes. really think about well first so first of all what do we want to rate parenting in this episode you know it's the first time that we really ever see this is parent. the best nanny's parenting, parenting we've yes. seen nanny's parenting is an f minus <laughs> she's not even telling her mother to look out for for sure i'm gonna or... go to korea or vietnam or russia we don't know and just leave you. Russia? Because the Cold War. <laughs> this is my joke. <laughs> I was assuming it was Cuba when you said pay and pigs. <laughs> it could have been. Nanny goes, hey, mute child, go on to grandma's. I'm not going to tell her. So F Nanny, minus, yeah, Nanny F goes minus international. She might get F a little redemption minus, yeah. when she like goes into oblivion with the child. But like, yes, we wouldn't be in the situation if you weren't so negligent, Nanny. So F minus. Yeah. F minus really, for Nanny, for really, sure. Really Aunt pantyhose. Crazy eyes pantyhose. I crazy, was, crazy eyes pantyhose gets a what? I give her a B minus. It's like a three and a half. Yeah, I think that's like a, B, a solid B. <laughs> because B she's I give, like her, pretty, I give her two stars. She's she's really, we're all using different <laughs> ratings. <laughs> she has a see you next Tuesday for a daughter. That's and, true. Bethy yeah. is. I think she's just trying her best. Great. Like she kind of realizes that she's going to get, you know, like some kind of psychological warfare from her daughter if she pushes her too hard. So, you know, she's like, no, no more ugliness about Nanny. I don't want to hear this anymore. You know, she'll say that, but then 
you know, she won't really follow through. Oh, there's no through. consequences for... But, you know, what are you going to do? She's doing... The, and it's the 90s. That's also another thing. I feel like parenting... All the latchkey kids. Yeah. Parenting yeah. was really lax in the 90s. And her, and her real... How would we rate her real estate agent oh, profession? F, F minus. And she also went F minus. Yes. Yeah, I apologize. So we have, for like, B minus, three and a half stars, 3.5. For We all rated differently. Yep, yep. Aunt Crazy Eyes was somewhat adequate as a parent. Okay, so... Nanny sees her, the ghost of her daughter, and the daughter goes in the mirror. She just follows her in, no questions asked. Yeah, that does not where is she going? Heaven. Thanks. Is yeah, this so heaven? I think so. That, Their version not, of it. How do you know it's not purgatory? We'll never know. It could be some version of it, but I definitely think it's. Or is it heaven it feels, to her because she's reunited with that's her? That's why it might yeah. be heaven to her because it's a pleasant place. It ends on a major key of music. Yes. So it's happy. Yeah, Actually, she didn't even think for one second, like, what's going on here? She was yeah. like, well, let's go. I would just trust. I'd be like, you know what? Why not? Let's do this. She doesn't have to worry about dealing with that terrible real estate agent yeah. anymore. At the, the story ends and, um, you know, they all wander off and Kristen opens this gift. She forgets, from David. though. She forgets because I think she's yeah. trying to because she doesn't want to be at these like touching one on ones with David because yeah, I think she fair. friend zoned him. But so she opens this and he gives her a locket, much like the locket in the story. Mm-hmm. And I need to know what is in this locket that he gave her? A picture of her sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> Dick pic. Just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> On a Polaroid? Is that is that the 1990s way of sending a dick pic? Putting it in a locket? Here's a locket. Don't look at it till later. <laughs> or it could just oh be a gosh. picture of him like his school pick. His school pick? Okay, any parting shots on this episode? <laughs> we have to rate it. Yes, let's write that. Okay. I'm giving this one a four and a half. I'm giving it a four. I'm right there with you. I think the story is probably of all of the episodes. I, it is definitely one of the stories that mm-hmm. stands out. We have some questions. Yes, that's fair. There's some questions. David was dealing with a lot. <laughs> he was trying to get. He's trying to decide on which picture to put in this necklace. Uh, <laughs> dealing with a lot. So the plot holes were, but they were minimal. Yeah, it didn't get in the way of the story. No. And it's really enjoyable. I mean, it's like a solid... Good. And Act, honestly, good acting. Yeah. Good screams. Yeah, good scream queen. It's heartwarming. It's a heartwarming little story at the very end. Like, I like that it ends... Beth, now, they said at the end that Amanda kind of ruled the friend group after that. She was the Katie you know, Heron. Yes. Ooh. Exactly. She was. Yeah, I think 4.5. I think I'm going to. I'm saving my five. Um, yeah, I'm trying to save my five. But if not, I, I... I didn't know we could give partials, but it's fine. I'll stick with my four. Lizzie, what yes. is the next episode that we're going to explore? So we talked about it a little bit already in one of our earlier episodes. We're going to do the Twisted Claw this yeah. time. So this the is where we finally get to visit claw. what was the original pilot that was pitched. So now it's our fourth episode, the Twisted Claw. I do remember this one. Well, I remember yes. there's like a bike accident in this one, right? Or some kind of accident. A running. The running and the running. dog. Yeah. Doesn't a dog come like bite his leg off? Yes, a very spooky <gasps> one. Okay. Well, thank you all for joining us. Who wants to close the meeting? I declare this meeting of the Midnight Society closed.
Staying in. <laughs>